the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And owner and operator, as everyone knows, of Next Steps for Seniors, the business, which near and dear to my heart, helping people. But secondly, the foundation, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. It is a 501c3. And listeners, we are walking alongside our seniors, our very vulnerable seniors who need financial, physical, and spiritual help. So I just want to share that with you because our topic today is walking alongside people biblically and love overall. So you guys all know the first Saturday and Sunday of every month, we we do our love overall series with Pastor Tim Helland, and he is here with me today. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Wonderful to be here. It's so great to have you. I love the topic we have today, and it lines up with what we do as a foundation in caring for our seniors who... Honestly, we all need to step it up. We mm-hmm. all, all of us, anyone in this, that's listening to this program, anyone in this society, in the community, our seniors are precious. They're vulnerable. They're amazing, wise people that we need to really advocate and stand by. So seniors, we love you. I just want to do a shout out to you. Thank you for tuning in every week. It means the world to me. And Pastor Tim has an amazing message for us as we move into this next segment. And to be honest, Seniors, I already know you probably do this. It's all the rest of us that need the help. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So, Pastor, we were talking about sympathy versus empathy. Yes. And, and, you know, when you look at where we are as as a culture, we can do it as, as individuals and families, but I think as a culture, and we look at all of the the issues in our culture between whether it's between 
um, economic groups, whether it's between religions, whether it's between political parties, socioeconomic, race, whatever. We, we tend to see people who are different than us and want to be distanced. And so we need to we get, don't understand. Yeah, we don't understand. And, and not only do we not understand, I think there's a lot of things in life that we just don't, we don't even want to deal with it. We don't want to, I don't want to understand that. And so, so we have to get over that hurdle, which I think the last six months of doing love overall has really brought us to the place where, okay, we're getting over that. So now when we look at someone and we see somebody who's going through something, um, I think it's natural when you start walking towards them to begin to feel sympathy, which is good. I, I'm not saying that sympathy is a bad thing. I'm saying that we have to go beyond sympathy and get to this this reaction called empathy. And so this is what I want to talk about today, and this is where I want to go. I, I love how in we've been taking scriptures from Romans 12 all year. And then when you get to Romans 12, 15, Paul is writing and he says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And, and he doesn't say, see someone and they're rejoicing. He says, come alongside them and rejoice, which means going past just seeing somebody and, and, and recognizing, oh, that person's happy today or that person's sad today, and which, which is what sympathy, sympathy is coming along and saying, oh, I recognize you're going through that. Empathy is feeling their joy, feeling their morning. Mm. And so I want to talk for just a minute here about the difference between sympathy and empathy. Yeah, this is good stuff. And I think that when you look at sympathy and you try to be a sympathetic person, and I'm not saying that sympathy is bad. Uh, I, I, I actually think sympathy is, it's not that difficult to become a sympathetic person because we can pity the less fortunate. And that, that is a form of sympathy. When you see somebody who is going through something or is less fortunate or whatever, and you're like, oh, and now you feel something. Sympathy is, 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 is you, you recognize what they're going through and you feel something towards it. But when you see the less fortunate, if all you have is pity, which is sympathy, then you're not really – they're affecting you, but you're not affecting them. You know, I, I think of all of the, the great things that are happening and, 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 you know, being a church and you having a 51C3. We do. We, we, we rely on people giving. And I think that we can drop a check in an offering plate or sponsor a child overseas. Um, we can do all those things. We can even go on mission trips, which, which can be sympathetic. But it has to go beyond that. And I think that the, the better part of involving yourself with someone who's going through something is to walk alongside them and begin to experience what they're experiencing. And here's what this becomes, I think, difficult for us in our culture is we've become, and we say this almost every month, we've become so divisive because we now, um, we draw lines and we say, if you think that, then I can't, we can't be friends. Well, that's not biblical at all. You know, I, I love going back to John three sixteen. 
God sent his son because he saw the world was not where he wanted them to be. And so, so you have this, the, this picture, which is where we're going to go in the next segment, is of Jesus living, living out this empathetic ministry where, where he begins to take on our infirmities. So when you, when you look at someone who's going through a very difficult time and, you know, every month we have an opportunity in, in all the various senior living centers that we visit and that we're a part of. Um, and in particular, you, you, you go to the independent side and here's these people that are actually doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the memory care and you're like, ooh. And, and if you're like me, you're like, I want to go back to independent living. That's, that's where I want to do. I want to do song times and I want to do Bible studies and cause they, you know, they're, it's just, they're, they're engaging and yeah. they can communicate. Well, even very cognitive <laughs> lunch is better. Dinner is better. Everything's better over there. But when you come alongside some of these folks that are in memory care and you say, okay, let me sit down with you and talk with you. And you begin to experience their confusion. You begin to experience me. Some of them have delusions and, and you're like, Oh my gosh. And it, and it does, it begins to impact you. And it, you, you go home kind of low. That's empathy. Now what they're doing, and it's, and it's not that we have to be, you know, crushed by every interaction we have with someone. But if we're not feeling what they're feeling, both on the joy and on the morning, then I don't think we're engaging them as Christ would. Okay. Wow. This is good stuff and very deep and rich. And thank you for sharing it because <laughs> one, 100%, I hear you. Right, listeners? I mean, this is, this is and, going and deep and I'm loving it. I think the reason that it's, it's important for us to talk about this today and to talk about this in other places is because if, and I put that qualifier in front of that, this, if we're going to make a difference in this world, then we have to be willing to allow what somebody's going through to affect us. And and, I, and not shut it off or oh, pretend like yeah. it's not happening or disengage or talk bad about them. Right. Mm-hmm. And and here's where is that you know, being in ministry and being a Christian, um, I'm so glad that Jesus was touched by my infirmity. And trust me, been a few. Um, We've um, all got them. <laughs> so far from perfect. But what did he do? He allowed what I'm going through to affect him. And and for from now until he returns, we have this amazing deity named Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who's sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty every day praying for each of us. Privilege, gift, I, I don't even have other words. It's 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 the most amazing thing ever ever. Mm. And my cry is that people understand that. Mm-hmm. And that we begin. And that's why we're here today. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 next, the, next, the next segment is allowing Christ to be our example. And that's what we're going to talk about next. How do uh, we do I'm, this? Exactly. Oh, rich, good, solid. And, and listeners, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, like, how do we know? The hardest thing is to look introspectively at ourselves. Yeah, and, and and let me let me preface the next segment with this: empathy is incredibly difficult, and what we need to do is we need to um, consistently, routinely, 
invest mental effort into tangibly understanding the worldview of someone who thinks different than us. Okay, you got to say that one more time. I believe that in order to become an empathetic person, we need to consistently and routinely invest mental effort into, into really um, trying to wrap our minds around the way somebody else thinks who thinks differently than us. Listeners, I am going to let you sit on that and ponder it and think through that and pray through that because that is, you hit the nail right on the head. That's what God is calling. That is, this is exactly what we all needed to hear today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking further with Pastor Timothy Helen from Creekside Christian Church. And yes, going even deeper. We'll be back in just a few moments. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We are excited to have you here with us today. And this week is Love Over All, our topic with Pastor Tim Helen from Creekside Christian Church. He is bringing real depth, (laughs) real depth and challenging us where we are. And thank you, Pastor, because we all need this. You're welcome. We do. It's it's a journey for all of us, and it's. We're I in think, this together, listeners. We are in this together. In in order to to become more effective in reaching people, in particular who think different, live different, whatever, act different than us, we need to learn to be not just indifferent, obviously, and going even beyond sympathy to being empathetic people, empathetic Christians, whoever we are. And and there is no better example than Jesus. And so, you know, when when uh, Matthew is recording what he has experienced with Christ, he talks about Jesus in Matthew 8, verse 14. He says, he himself, Jesus, took our weaknesses and carried our diseases. And so you have this, this picture of this amazing divine being who comes to earth and does all these amazing miracles. The gospel is just full of the record of all that Jesus did. But when you get to Paul's letters and he's looking at the growth of the church and at the, the expansion of what Christ came to do and how it's really impacting individuals first, but also the world at large. And he says in Philippians 2, you get to verse 5, he says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. He said, who being in the very nature of God. So think about this for a minute. Because we've said this from the very first recording, we take the Bible as truth. So here's this accurate recording, historical document of all the things that happened religiously and spiritually in the Judeo-Christian faith. And here God sent his son. So you have Jesus who is in the very nature God doesn't consider it uh, equality with God, something to be used for his own advantage. So he, he, he walks away from his divinity. And, and here's where you have the picture of empathy. He, he becomes flesh. He becomes like me and you in order to bring us to a place where we can trust him believe in him and accept him. Mm. Now, now think of those f- three things. 
So we see some, when we see someone who's incredibly different than us, who thinks differently, who lives differently, speaks differently, and, and what did God do? He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come down and I'm going to live with them. I'm going to walk alongside them and, and, and I'm going to carry their weaknesses. I'm going to, this is where it really, I mean, empathy goes deep. I'm going to carry their diseases. Aren't you afraid of getting something? And I tell you, this is where we live today. We just, we saw it with the pandemic. And I'm not saying that any of the things that happened shouldn't have happened. But all of a sudden, we're, we're living in a very real time where if someone, if there's the threat of someone having something that we don't want, cut it off. And all of a sudden, empathy becomes very difficult to maneuver into because our, our, our cultural um, you know, the, 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 the makeup, glasses almost yeah. that we're looking at through yeah, the lenses are saying, thank you. No, yes. no, no, don't do that. But I think that as we, as we look at what, what we see with Christ and here's where I want to, I want to go with this. It's that I believe it's supremely important that we, we don't forget the context from which we dig these incredibly important doctrines regarding Christ in defining how we are as Christians. And that is, no matter how healthy or successful or powerful or whatever you are, that you always have the mindset of Christ to say, no, 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 let me set that aside and let me go to, let's start with memory care or a nursing home or a prison or an orphan shelter or, or, or whatever and say, let me come alongside you. Let me walk with you. Let me allow you both emotionally and physically to, to touch me. And, 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 and let me help you carry what it is that you're going through. Why are you where you're at? Not, oh, God, thank you that I'm not there which I, I think that's where a lot of us live. And, and that, that is... That's, that's not me. That's that person over there. Right, exactly. <laughs> We're not talking about us. Not, no, no, no. This <laughs> Everybody <isn't> else. <laughs> but, but, you know, sympathy would be able to say, I feel sorry for you, but I don't want what you have to touch me. Mm. I, I love the picture of Christ with the ten lepers. And and the the social norm and the the the, the if there was a, a a health organization a world there wasn't but if there was they would say you can't come near I mean six feet forget it sixty feet or six hundred feet they had a whole community where that's where the lepers lived and no one healthy went there yeah I think we may have forgotten about that but yes hello wasn't yeah. that long ago and so what does Jesus years. do He's walking down the road He sees the ten lepers He heals them. Of course he, he does. He talks to them. He engages them. And, he, and, and, you know, listen, I'm not saying to be stupid. I'm not. But I'm saying, I will say that I think that there's a level of coming alongside people to help them carry whatever they're carrying. And, yes, what is the liability? The liability is that what they're carrying is going to affect you. That's empathy. And, and it's positive and negative. So when you come alongside someone who's who's hitting on all cylinders and things are going great, you're going to feel better. I think that part of empathy we're all good with. 
But then also being able to, you know, the second part of Romans twelve fifteen is mourn with those who mourn. And I, I have um, really been challenged in these last two years, two and a half years since, since COVID hit to stop pushing my agenda, whether it's um, cultural, my heritage or, or political as a, as, as a, you know, the kind of person that I am, or even, and I want to say this carefully, religious, because it's not about a religion. Religion is doctrine and understanding a, a, a thought process. Um, the, we're not religious beings, we're spiritual beings. And being spiritual is having a relationship with God and then taking that relationship with God into all of these new relationships that God is bringing in front of us of people who think, who talk, and live differently than us. And so I, I now, you know, I have the opportunity again tomorrow, almost, not every week, but quite often, I'm, I'm in the jail. And when you go in there, their life, you come out of there, it, it's, it's heavy. There's a very real heaviness. And now I'm, I, every day I'm praying for these guys in jail. And, I, and where do I, I go to maximum security. Love it. But here's what's happening. It's changing me and it's changing them. Now, I'm not becoming more like a felon. I hope not. I'm becoming more compassionate. Yes. And that's where, and I'm not saying that I'm the example. I'm saying I'm just trying to be more like Christ. Well, and usually you, this is just my, you know, two cents. We go in thinking we're going to bless somebody. We come out being blessed way more than we thought <laughs> because it's coming right back at us. Amen. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, when you, you, you come through that, those words out of Philippians too. And and you go a little bit deeper into it. He says, Jesus, verse 7, rather made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and becoming in human in likeness and form. And, 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 it, and it's not just any man. He becomes a man who's poor from the wrong side of town who becomes accused of something horrible brought to the worst trial convicted and then crucified so so when you when we talk about the empathy of Jesus he doesn't just become a man he becomes a man convicted of the worst felony gets the worst sentence and dies and why did he do that for us for us he did all of that for us. So, so now let me let me throw a question here that will set us up for the next couple of sessions. How far are we willing to go with that example? How much are we willing allow? To, how much are we willing to allow someone else's issues to affect us? And that's what I want to talk about next. Woo. Okay. My goodness. Let's really process through this because. You can only grasp certain relationships maybe that you're in or certain situations maybe that you're in, listeners. But, you know, this is an opportunity to revert back to Romans. What was the scripture that the whole 12, 12, right? 15. Yeah. yeah, 12 Romans, 12, 15. And I just encourage you, this is an opportunity to dive in. You can re-listen to this podcast at thepatriotdetroit.com. Go to local podcasts and next steps for seniors. 
pull your Bibles out while you have Romans 12, 15 opened and really ask God to reveal this to you for you. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is what it's about. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today, love over all. That's right, love over everything. And we're learning each and every day, I should say each and every month, from Pastor Timothy Helen, how to love, when to love. Mm. At all times, right? Mm-hmm. So many things that we're going into. And if you've missed the first two segments, listeners, you got <laughs> you got to go back and listen to it online because the whole sympathetic, empathetic thing is still ringing in my head. But I just want to encourage you, this is a time to really look deep into life, right? I mean, we've all been through this together. We're experiencing things together for a reason. We're creating unity, not division, unity. And the glass is not half empty, it's half full. Just saying. So Pastor Tim is with Creekside Christian Church. Tell Mm -hmm. our listeners how to reach you, Pastor. Yeah, we are at, uh, our our website is the letter C, the number three, and then the number four. So c3foryou.org. Very simple. And uh, everything about us is on there. We are in Rochester Hills, right off the corner of DeQuinder and Auburn. Um, We're Sundays. Sundays at 11, Wednesdays at 7. We've got a VBS. Well, it'll be done when you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> VBS this week. But there's a lot, lot of good stuff coming up. We're a we're, we're, um, small church, but a growing church. I believe it's a vibrant church. And we're just we're here to, to accomplish God's will. Spirit-filled. Let me just tell you, in case you haven't noticed, Pastor Tim is has a gift that God gave him and he's we're blessed to have them sh- to have him share that with us on this program. It's an honor to be here. So, Pastor, we're moving into our next segment, and I'm just going to turn it over to you because I feel like we're on a roll. <laughs> well, you know, as, as, you, as you look at that scripture in Romans 12 at verse 15, the first part of it is he says, rejoice when others rejoice. And I think so often when we think of empathy, we only think of the negative side of empathy, that the empathetic is this negative, you know, emp- empaths, if you, want, if you will, um, are people that have the ability to feel what other people feel. But but we sometimes we think, well, that's just for that select group of people. No, 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 no. That's for all of us. And But he starts with rejoice when others rejoice. And on the surface, it would seem like oh, that would be easy because who doesn't want to be around people who are happy? But I think the the first real hurdle to this directive from, from Paul in Romans 12 is when we see somebody getting something awesome, and in particular, if we don't have it, the first feeling is jealousy. And you see, jealousy will kill sympathy. I'm sure. Let alone empathy. And so we need to be careful. And, and I love how when you look at uh, Paul in particular as, as a, an example of a human, now we saw Jesus be able to enter into people's joy quickly. And that, you know, he, he, he would take something bad and turn it into good and walk with them in their good over and over and over. So, so we see that Jesus has the ability to do that, but you, you look at what Paul writes, and when you come through Philippians, whether it's chapter 1 or, or chapter 2 or 4, he says, I thank God and my prayers, and I pray with joy 
because of the gospel partnership that we have with other people. And, and, he, and, he, and he urges them to complete his joy. So being able to, to let people know, listen, my joy can't be complete unless you're with me. And the, and the converse is true, too. Your joy will never be as full as it when you share it with someone. And, you know, when um, if someone were to come to your house and give you this great buffet of food, that'd be it's awesome. What a blessing. But it really becomes complete when other people come and sit down and eat with you. And, and, and I'll tell you, personally, I, I don't like eating alone. So if ever, if, if, if my family goes somewhere and I'm the only one home, you will find me at a coffee house or a restaurant or, and I'll just find a group of people and sit down and say, Hey, can we talk? That, that's because I don't like eating alone. And if I'm at home and I'm alone, TV's on, radio's going, whatever. I just, I don't like that because there's just something about, we call it fellowship. You know, in other communities or other cultures, you call it a party, whatever you want. Life becomes more full when you're really with sharing your good with somebody else. And so I believe that, that when we begin to rejoice with people who are rejoicing, not only does it bring them up, it brings us up. And, and we'll go from, from the interpersonal part of this to the cultural and really, can we? Can you imagine how different our world would be if if everyone rejoiced with those who were rejoicing? And what, what I mean by that is no jealousy. Imagine that just for one oh, second. And, and 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 as I'm imagining, I'm like, can I get there? Do I rejoice? No, 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 no not just with with people in general. But I mean, I have a hard time with this, even in the church. I'm like, well, wait, God, well, why are they getting that when I don't have it? That right there, that is, that's an empathy killer. And so when you, you, you look at what Paul is writing here, and I, and I believe this is where God is, is taking us as, as individuals, as a church, but also as, as not just culture, as humanity, is to get to the place where we're actually looking for people to rejoice with when they're rejoicing. And I think, you know, so often, um, and I, 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 you know, me and cars and stuff, uh, when I see some, a really super nice car rolling down the road and I'm in my, my element or whatever, my little Honda, and I'm thinking, what, what gives? Why, why, whoa, 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 whoa. Just, just be happy for him. And what, what you'll find is, no matter what you're driving, there's somebody who's driving something a little bit worse. And they're looking at you and thinking, well, I wonder what, what they did that got them to the place where they are. And it's being, if, the more we rejoice with pe- people who are rejoicing, we're creating an atmosphere, both internal and external, of, of raising people up. And I think what we've seen really uh, I don't know how long, I, I, probably as, as old as humanity, is we want to keep people down. Yeah. Oh, we don't want, we don't, I'm not going to show myself being too happy with your success until I can reach that level. Hmm. And so, what, one of the things that Paul is saying here, and I think this is something that we need to be able to do, and it's not just socioeconomically being able to reach up and down, but 
emotionally, when you see somebody who's really happy, can you come alongside them and share in their happiness? And, and, and I think that that, that is a, uh, it's a test because all of us want what, what we see or what, you know, we have a, a, a metric or a standard in life. We want to live. I, I want to be here. This is where I want to live. And so we work and work and work and work until we get there. And then what happens when we get there? The standard rises up. So we, we have a tendency to always be reaching for something that's just beyond us. And then all of a sudden, life throws somebody in your face who already has it. And this, this ugly thing rises up inside us that kills sympathy and destroys empathy called jealousy. And, then I, and I see that being a very real part of our, our, our world today that's keeping people divided and separated. And, and here's where I think it becomes um, a, a very negative component. It's when somebody who we think shouldn't be blessed is massively blessed. And we, I'll be darned if I'm going to rejoice in that person's joy. Well, we need to be careful with that. Because here's, if we can't learn to share in people's joy, we'll never be able to share in their mourning. Because that's an even greater stretch. It is. And let me tell you, listeners, when we, when we move into this next section... Uh, we're going to be talking about mourning, but so many people have mourned the last few years. Mm. We have lost so many seniors specifically, but in general, uh, due to numerous things. I'm not even going to say COVID, honestly, mm-hmm. more mental illness, suicide, um, more guns and shooting and different. I mean, our, our children, there's so many issues nationally that are affecting us. And, and I think that, and this is where we're kind of as a, a transition, when we see somebody going through something that is on the lower end of horrible, we're like, I'm glad that's not me. Now, that's the opposite of jealousy, but it's just as much a sympathy and empathy killer. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, listeners, let's not forget Pastor Tim is at Creekside Christian Church and C3 for you. Believe it or not, I got it. it. (laughs) (laughs) It's only been eight months. But um, listeners, this is how you can reach out. You can tap in, watch him online. He has a a daily Mm -hmm. minute. Yeah, jams, just a minute. Just a minute. J-A-M. Love it. Every morning. And that's on Facebook or where is it? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep. There you go. Way to go. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Each and every week we come to you Saturdays at 11, Sundays at 10. And we'll be right back with you in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today is love overall. And as you've been listening, this is our last segment with Pastor Tim Helland and just really touching on sympathy and empathy. And we're, we're going deep, listeners. We're going deep. I'm just saying. And it has been so real and so revealing. And I'm hoping that you're getting as much out of this as I am. I really feel like we all needed this today. So thank you, Pastor, mm. for sharing from your heart. Thank you for all the 
the praying and the research and the diving into the Bible you do in advance for each and every month for our listeners. We really do appreciate you. And you can reach him at c34u.org. And he's got a church right here in Rochester, uh, Creekside. It's actually Rochester Hills. Yeah, Rochester Hills. You know, I just lump them all together in one big thing. You'll find us. (laughs) All right. So let's move into the morning side. As heavy as this is going to be, I think it's important. Well, and it's, you know, you have the contrast when you look at, as Paul is writing, he says, rejoice with those who rejoice. And then he says, and mourn with those who mourn. And as we would think that rejoicing with those who rejoice would be by far the easier. And I think it might be a slightly more natural um, I think that when you learn to mourn with those who mourn is now we are falling into the mold that Christ set and becoming far more effective. Now, I'm not saying that rejoicing with those who rejoice isn't, isn't important or effective, but what you'll see is there's plenty of mourning in our world. There are plenty of people who are going through things that they'd rather not be going through. And it, it can be, um, it can be physical, it can be mental, emotional, financial, legal, whatever, spiritual. There's all these things that are going on. But I think what happens is when we see somebody going through something that's very difficult, and, and this really is, it's honed in our kids. And I went through this growing up. You see someone who's less, they're not as well off as you, and, and the, the, the knee jerk from, from a kid, and culturally for kids, is, what a loser. And so, so all of a sudden, we're, 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 not, we're not pre-programmed, but I believe we are culturally programmed to look at people that are less fortunate than us and judge. Oh, what did they do to be in that position? And, and just like jealousy kills sympathy and empathy, judging does it quicker and deeper. Ooh, I believe that. And so when, when, Paul, when Paul writes that, that verse in Romans twelve fifteen, there's no condition. He just says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. He doesn't say, except for the legal ones or except for the financial ones. Or, he doesn't the say legal. that. <laughs> and what, what we find Only is, the U.S. citizens. Well, exactly. And, you, you know, and I, it, let's just be honest. If someone thinks like you, looks like you, acts like you, talks like you, it, it's much easier to relate, relate to that. Oh, it's just relatability, of course. But, I, but, but there's, there's not that condition here. Mm-hmm. And so when, as we're looking at this, um, this principle, this, this, this divine uh, reality that love conquers all, love over everything. So what's going to win? Love wins. You know, we said it at the very first time we were ever together. Faith, hope, and love. These three things remain. No matter what goes on, these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. And then what does he say? The greatest of these is love. So if we can, when we learn to genuinely begin to express our love towards someone who thinks, acts, lives, walks, talks differently than us. Coming off of yesterday, somebody who votes different than us. And, and And we say, and we see them going through a tough time and not judge them. Oh, of course you're going through that t- tough time. Here's all the stupid things that you've done in your life. No, 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 no. That's not empathy. That's judging. And that, that kills. very quickly kills empathy. We find that it, it, I think that it, it's fundamental to maintaining 
uh, a Christ-like warmth in dealing with other people is being able to do the second part of Romans twelve fifteen. And when you see someone who's going through a very difficult time, regardless of who they are or how they live, be able to come alongside them and say, how can I help you? How can I pick up this burden and walk with you and share this burden with you? Because trust me, you know, when you, when you see someone carrying something very heavy and you go and you say, can I help you? And you pick up part of that burden. It's going to affect you physically. You're going to feel the weight of that. And I believe that that's what needs to be happening culturally. And I, when I say culturally, I mean emotionally, physically, psychologically, financially, on every level, being able to come alongside people and say, how can I help you? And this, listeners, is a phenomenal segue. And I just have to step in because Next Steps for Seniors Foundation does exactly what Pastor Tim is talking about right now. And I'm going to tell you a real story. We had a gentleman literally in a hotel room, in a wheelchair, no food, nothing, called APS, called us. That's Adult Protective Services. They had no idea what to do with this man. We called him, talked to him, paid his past hotel bill, brought him food, had a community pick him up, bring him to a a safe environment where he is now living and has been living, and he's able to pay his own bill there because he, he was he was getting money, just not enough to pay the hotel. Right. The guy is a, a walking testament. And the number one thing he said that changed his life. Now, think of all the things we did. We fed him. We clothed him. We moved him to a safe environment. Do you know what he said the most important thing was that we did? Prayed with Prayed. him. And folks, when you see someone going through a difficult time, and it doesn't, they, they may not agree with you on, on anything religiously, emotionally, psychologically, politically, whatever. But when you come alongside, when, as we join them in their walk and we begin to walk with them, they become far more open to receive what we have from them. And when you say, can I pray with you? I would say, you know, 10 out of 10, I will say this for sure, 9 out of 10, yes. Will you pray with me? And now the door is opened to, to not just carry their burden, to share what really lightens that burden. And I have seen this over and over. And I love the story. You know, I can tell, I could tell a story of how you guys helped us with my dad when he was going through a difficult time. And I know what, you know, Steve's dad, and I could go on and on and on. But folks, it's, it's taking the example that we have in Christ seeing someone who's going through a difficult time and saying, not, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for you, and then walking away. It's saying, oh my gosh, how can can I I help you? And walking with them. And imagine a world where we all did that. Imagine that. And we, we pay it forward. Somebody does it for you, you do it for the next person. I mean, this is Jesus in action. This is being the hands and feet of Jesus, and, and, and you know when I when I when I think of what God through Christ is calling all of us to do, and you know we this is just one verse, but you look at this incredibly valuable verse, Romans twelve fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, and and you look at the the wisdom that that gives to us, not just as as a church, but as as 
what it injects into us personally to become more sensitive to the relationships of the people that are around us. And then this verse, what it does is, is it pretty much insists on what the world says is impractical and one-sided to become a part of our mission in life to say, I, I'm, I'm not that concerned with the differences. I'm more concerned with helping you. Wow. When we get there, we will see a drastic change in our world. And guess what? We're going to get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one step at a time, but we are moving forward. I would say it's the next step. <laughs> <laughs> no pun on words. No pun on words. Listeners, I just want to take one minute. We have... Um, an amazing week of a foundation fundraiser and so many people came and gave and we are going to be able to change many seniors lives. But I just want to put this out there. If anyone is feeling led to walk alongside us, next steps for seniors foundation financially, we need you. We can then walk alongside more seniors, pray with more people touch more seniors' lives. This is an opportunity. We don't get any funding from any government or state or anything. We only get funding from private individual donors that have a compassion to give and to give to others in need. And that is why we're here, the physical, the financial, and the spiritual. And to me, you all know this already, spiritual is the most important but it is so critical to meet the basic needs of people before you can meet the spiritual mm -hmm. you're listening to the patriot fm 101.5 am 1400 be blessed you've been listening to this week's edition of next steps for seniors with your host wendy jones you can reach wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010 that's 248-651-5010 Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.